this is the education show unlocking opportunities in teaching and learning through collaboration proudly brought to you by zabuza.net well it gives me great pleasure to uh, say welcome to the very very first episode of the education show and we thought you know because this is the first episode um, and it's being done in August why not do a ladies uh, women's month theme and my great pleasure uh, it is to introduce you to Puti Ragapala. Hello, Puti. How are you? Uh, fine, and you, David, and hello to the listeners. It is so nice to have you uh, with us and chatting to us for our very, very first uh, episode of the Education Show. Yo, Puti, tell me what an honor. <laughs> we, we better make it good, <laughs> otherwise people are going to shout at us. <laughs> yeah. Puti, let's start at the very beginning. You, you are an educator, you are a teacher, but let's, let's start off right at the very beginning. Um, you as a young person, talk to me a little yeah. bit about that. Oh, yes, David, and thank you for this opportunity. Well, uh, I'm born from a, a very poor family uh, in a, an area called Bochum. Now it's called Senovarwana, one of the far rural places in Limpopo. And uh, our, um, the firstborn child in that family. And uh, my mother, of course, was a, a nurse and my father was an ordinary laborer. And I got my primary education under the tree. My sub A in 1965 was under the tree. That's where I got my education, writing on the floor with my finger on the ground, and also, you know, without books, without anything. From there, we were introduced to the slaves in a, a farmer's house, a very dilapidated uh, farmer's house, and from there, in the shop. We didn't have a school, but uh, as time goes on, uh, through the support of my parents, who have seen passion in me, uh, they supported me until where I am. And let me tell you this uh, a joke. Okay. Hence, I've said my mother was a nurse. I wanted to be a nurse too. After being inspired by the white dress that my mother was putting on when he's going to, to work and the high heels and the cap. So I told myself that after matric, I want to be a nurse. Guess what? I applied for that nursing call, and uh, the nursing call never came up. But funny enough, I was moving time of waiting for that nursing call by doing a private teaching. I was a private teacher for something like four years, doing private teaching, waiting for a nursing call. Yeah. But at the end of the day, my parents spotted my my passion in uh, working with little children, they sent me to a teacher's training institution where I got uh, all my teachers' uh, courses in distinctions. I came back, I became a teacher, and uh, the call was not there. Even up to date, the nursing call never came. In what? other words, I'm a, a waiting nurse in the <laughs> Department of Education for so many years, and I retired now. <laughs> <laughs> 
That well, is I a joke, say, Quentin. <laughs> I, I have to say, yeah. nursing's loss is is teaching's gain, Puti. I'm I'm so glad you never got that call, um, because yeah. you've done you've done some 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 wonderful things. Um, and and you talk about your your education and 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 you know under the tree writing in the in the sand mm. with your fingers. Mm. So mm. many so many people today can't even comprehend that. Um, you know, I mm-hmm. was I was fortunate enough when I went to school, and that was also quite a long time ago. Um, we at least had desks and chairs. We still had chalk and a blackboard. We'd never heard of anything like the fancy stuff that happens today. Um, mm, but mm. you guys out there, and, and I've spent some time uh, in Limpopo and in some of the rural areas there, it's it's very, yeah. very rural, even up to today. Um, mm. it's, it's, it's a very sort of, you know, it's a rural area, and, and, and technology hasn't really very, reached. reached has it, yeah. We're still uh, having a lot of people who don't know even what WhatsApp is. They'll just look at you. So things are still far much big. And guess what? I always uh, tell the learners that I'm teaching that uh, don't allow your poor family background to determine your, 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 your destination. I started school under the tree. Today I'm a cloud teacher. So that is one of those powerful things ever happened to me. And uh, it's possible to everyone. You start small and work hard and be where you want to be. Nothing will limit your progress if you are uh, really focused. I always tell uh, these young stars that uh, nothing comes easy. You start very hard, but at the end of the day, you will enjoy your life. And I think that's, that's mm. very true. And, and I see one of your... Your mottos and and the idea that you have is service beyond self, which I think oh, is so yes. powerful. Yes, service so, so beyond powerful. self. As it's, you're still talking about service beyond self, I'm yes. also a Rotarian. I belong to Polokwane Rotary Club, where we use money from our own pockets to service the needs of the community members, building toilets. Uh, buying wheelchairs, buying dictionaries for learners in schools, doing this and that from our own pocket, trying to reassure people that they can still retain their dignity. I mean, uh, that's where the service beyond self came in, that I mustn't put myself first. The little money that I have, a certain small percentage per year, is taken to Rotary Club to service people. So this, this this spirit of serving without expecting anything from anyone has been inside me for for long. Uh, and of course, I got it from my parents. Of course, yes. Okay. You know the amazing thing when when I saw that part about um, uh, service beyond self is is internationally and in all the big corporate companies these days. One of the things they're talking about is what they call servant leadership. And it's, it's a very <sighs> similar thing. And they, they're talking about it like it's this massive new thing. And I'm like, but hang on. You know, we as, as, as Africans, as South Africans, have been doing this for years. That's, oh, that's, for years, yes. That's what part of mm. our, our motto is. 
Could you tell me mm -hmm. what are you what are you busy doing now? Presently, <laughs> uh, of course, I, I changed my 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 work scenery in 2016 as a school principal and as a teacher, and uh, I moved on to online teaching. Hence, I'm now a global learning mentor with Microsoft, where I'm me. training other teachers on how to incorporate the applications, the ICT tools and whatever in teaching and learning to, 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 to rejuvenate, to elevate the teaching and learning in class with these learners. Hence, the kind of generation that you are teaching this nowadays are uh, IT generation. I mean, uh, you tell them about opening a book manually, so they'll just look at you. But tell them to take a cell phone and a laptop and browse this and get to these websites. They will all participate. So unfortunately, most of the teachers are still in the implementation deep. They are still learning on how to drive the content and the pedagogy using the tech tools. Whereas our learners are far much ahead of us. And uh, the other day when I was listening to media, when the Department of Education said they are going to start training teachers, then I get excited that maybe at least our teachers will be at par with learners because presently our learners are far ahead uh, of us in as far as using technology tools are concerned, more especially in the era where we are, where COVID has closed the doors of the classrooms. It's funny enough, the minds of the learners are opened. But as teachers, we are unable to access the minds of learners through technology tools. Why? Because we haven't acquired the skills. Fortunately with me, I did this uh, technology things for some uh, more than 20 years back during the time of uh, Dr. Aaron Motoledi, SMEC of Education here in Mpopo. That's where I started and I never looked back. So COVID-19 hasn't changed my style of teaching because I've been an online teacher uh, for some donkey years. I mean, I just feel pity for teachers who are struggling to get to 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 what is ex exactly wanted by this new norm. Teach wherever you are. Don't be limited by the four walls of the classroom. The bricks and mortar classroom has been replaced by virtual classroom. I mean, that is what I'm preaching every day. Yes, David. And I think that that is that is so you know it's so relevant what you're saying, Kuti, because you know if if you look at even young children these days, they can pick up a, a, a cell phone or a a laptop or a tablet, and almost instinctively they know how to use it. Um, it it's it's mm. one of the reasons that that we we're starting this this whole series of podcasts is because that's where things are going. We we you know people don't really listen to or, or, or read rather they don't really read a book anymore if they could listen to something mm -hmm. like what we're doing that's how mm -hmm. they do it and i'm amazed that that so many um of the youngsters are are, are so very literate with this and and it's even mm. extending out into the rural areas which i think is incredible very much incredible very much incredible and uh, some of the teachers it's unfortunate because some of them think that, uh, more especially teachers of my age, <laughs> these elderly teachers, they think that uh, this technology staff is taking their roles as teachers. 
they don't see this uh, digital tools as enhancing, as supporting their initiatives. They see it otherwise. But uh, step by step, one day they will realize that uh, we've been wasting more time. But I wouldn't say teachers. The department has uh, delayed in introducing these things. I mean, uh, this uh, uh, digital teaching and learning remotely started now during COVID-19. Whereas other countries have started long ago. So when COVID-19 comes in, they just uh, switched from face-to-face uh, -face teaching to online. That was just as simple as that. But with us here, you are still struggling, we're still struggling. Mm, David? Now, you've done so many things, and I want to talk about the, the, the Microsoft stuff in just a, a little while, but one of the things that, that fascinates me is, um, I mean, when you were working, you, you sort of, mm. you never turned children away. I mean, you, you sort of, if, if mm. parents were unable to play for, for classes, tell me what you did then, because I think that is such a brilliant idea that you had. Mm, David, you know what? Uh, one of the values that I have, and I still have now, empathy, respect other people, whether poor or rich, and uh, have some plans on how to rescue people as a leader, as a school principal. You know, when the Department of Education appoints you to be a principal, they give you a mandate of uh, managing, running that school, managing that community. So with me, I started the community first to see that, okay, a lot of people here are not working and uh, I must make sure that uh, through these learners, uh, their family background is going to be improved through their nurse education. And I turned the school into a hub of service delivery beyond reading by employing the parents who cannot afford to pay school fees to come and render service, come and work in the garden, have a, 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 take some weeds, water the garden, but at the end of the day, harvest some few spinach, some few carrots, some few what, you go and uh, put some on the table. But at the end of the month, a little stipend is given to those people for them to meet the needs of their learners' uh, educational uh, matters. But at the same time, I, I was always guided by the United Nations uh, Sustainable Development Goals in whatever I'm doing. Remember that they are 17. I was mm. more on uh, SDG 1, no poverty. SDG 2, what? SDG 3, SDG 5, where I must make sure that I groom girls into leadership skills. SDG 17, for partnership. I partnered with many NGOs. Many SDG 13 for climate action, where you must make sure that you utilize the soil in the schoolyard by creating a garden for the for the sake of climate change. You remember the, the 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 damaging of the ozone layer and all those things. You need to do these things practically as a teacher to show these learners that uh, things are possible. I mean, through garden, we were I was alleviating poverty. But at the same time, I was trying to show these kids that uh, you don't have to rely on municipality hand out food. You can create, you can 
create a garden and harvest from a garden and have food. But at the same time, I, I was not just talking about this uh, 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 separately from what I'm teaching. I was teaching economic and management sciences in grade seven. Everything that I'm talking about now is from the textbook. Uh, entrepreneurship, starting a business, entrepreneurship day, poverty and inequality in South Africa, production and whatever, savings, all those things. I was guided by the theme in the textbook. Then I make sure that I put what learners learned practical. They learn in class, but they know for sure that they're going to do practical of what they learned. For example, if we learned about saving, I make sure that I'm going to invite a post office to come in the schoolyard and open savings account for them. Pocket money, 10 rand, you know that two rand goes to the savings team. Pocket money, 10 rand, two rand savings. In such a way, they, 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 they grow up with the style of saving money. Oh, it's possible to save money. Even today, if I can tell you, a lot of students, they still use the saving account that I opened some donkey years ago for them. The, the same thing with creating emails. Every grade seven learner before passing at school, I created emails for them. Today they are working in big industries. They are still using the very same email address that I created with them in class during the, the, the lesson. I mean, practical, what is that? PBL, practical uh, 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 base learning approach. A lot of teachers, they just theorize. They don't go further to put things into, to, to, to teach in real, addressing real situation things. I mean, that's what I'm emphasizing time and again, that whatever you are teaching, make sure that you address real challenges. Yes, and I think, I think I think that is so, so relevant because if I think back to my schooling, and, you know, mm. in terms of, of, of the, 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 the level of schooling that people in the rural areas got, and I'm talking about many, many, many years back, um, one mm. of the things that, that we were never told, and it, it was very much this learn like a parrot. And, and I used to yeah. go, but, you know, it's all good and well, but where am I ever going to use this trigonometry or do this or do that? What I should have uh, been taught, I should have yeah. been taught practical applications. Yeah. When you talk about yeah. savings, you know something? Uh, to this day, I can kick myself yeah. that I didn't start saving when I was a youngster. Because once you get into that yeah. habit, um, that little You'll bit of money. You'll never leave it. Yes, but that mm. little bit of money over time can turn into quite a lot of money. You know, oh, yes. and, and you oh, can yes. use oh, it yes. to buy stuff. And, you know, I think that's amazing. When you, when you talk about your your, your, your um, gardens, I mean, the permaculture garden, you know, where, where, where people become more self-sufficient because we, mm. in today's times, we seem to want to move away from our roots and we, we want all the, the, the great things. And, but not now, with this coronavirus, how many hundreds of thousands of people have been going hungry because we've moved away from that being self-sufficient, uh -huh. um, you know, growing your own vegetables. And, and I don't know, do, have, do you find that people go, oh, no, we, we don't want to grow vegetables. It's, it's much easier to go and buy them. You know, I think uh, a lot of people, 
they were not made aware at an early stage that you know what uh, uh, relying for things that comes from Allah just like that is better to have your own uh, 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 thing. I mean, you have land, the backyard land, you have water, you have hands. Now, what 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 what, what limits you to produce your own uh, 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 garden where you will time and again harvest? I mean, looking at the Sustainable Development Goals number 12, it talks about responsible production. I always tell kids that uh, after eating an orange, inside the orange there are some seeds. Where do you put those seeds? You throw them away. Put them back into the soil. Be a responsible consumer. So a lot of our people, more especially in this uh, democracy, whatever, a lot of people got spoiled. They just thought that uh, everything will just come to their doorstep easily. So, but uh, those who were uh, alerted at an earlier age to say, you know what, have a piece of land at your backyard, mm -hmm. things like spinach, things like cabbage, things like onion, they mustn't be in your budget. They mustn't be in your monthly budget, so that you are able to save. You are able to do what? To rely on yourself. I mean, uh, certain things, they need you. They, they don't need the department, they don't need the government to, to give you the 350. You need to start a, a small garden. Out of that, you consume the little that remains. You sell. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, we are a nation where we just depend on give me, give me, give me, give me. Give me, give me, give me. Uh, uh, David. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know what? And it's a, it's a very sad thing because it's across our, our entire society, this this thing mm. that, that we must just give. And we've seen now with, with, with this COVID and coronavirus, you know what? With the best will in the world, the government can't just keep on giving because the money has to come no. from somewhere. But putting... Oh, yes. we, 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 we're almost running out of time. I'm having so much fun talking to you. Um, talk to me about being a Microsoft innovative expert educator. How on earth did you get that? Because that, that's a big mouthful. And I, I want you to talk to me about that and talk to me about some awards because I believe you've won some amazing awards. Mm. You know, as I've mentioned, this uh uh, 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 the idea of partnering, that is Sustainable Development Goal number 17, that uh, as an institution, as a school, as a teacher, as a principal, you mustn't do things in isolation. Partner with uh, other companies so that uh, you are able to have progress. Yes, Microsoft Education, one of the organization that I partnered with uh, through uh, 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 well, I saw it on Facebook and I had that uh, interest of following it studied the online courses and get some trainings they will visit my school they will invite us for further trainings trying to, 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 to show us on how to make teaching and learning more interesting using the these gadgets. You know, my school is one of the schools that started 
Skyping some 10 years back, we always Skyped every two weeks to outside uh, international schools, Austria, United Kingdom, with a librarian called Julia Embry, reading. Learners will be reading books to the learners in United Kingdom on the screen. We started some 10, 12 years back. The coding thing, after learning these skills from Microsoft, I'll come back and transfer those skills to learners and fellow teachers and the neighboring schools that, guys, here's a thing. But during those times, people wouldn't just listen to you. They will tell you, where is the secular from the Department of Education that tell you that we must start doing this? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> So, but uh, I never lost uh, <laughs> courage. I told myself that one day we'll be doing this. And, and there we are. I started learning coding some 12 years back. Right now, even today, teachers don't know how to code, what is coding. But it has been done for some years back, even uh, before so I stayed with my for long, doing the online courses, training other teachers. And today I'm an expert, even though I still want to learn. I, I know that even if they can call you an expert, there are a lot of things to learn. As long as my brain still allows me, still allow me to, to learn, I'll keep on learning because the moment I stop learning, I'll get uh, dying. I'll start dying. <laughs> You know what, that is, oh, sorry, um, that is, I just, yeah. you know, this is, this is what happens when you work from home. I just had a cat that decided it wanted to come and try and talk on the microphone too. Um, <laughs> I love the concept of lifelong learning. It's something I believe in. One, one habit I'm very glad that I've gotten into because I agree with you. Um, you know, when you stop learning, you start dying. But what, what sort of, I mean, you've got some amazing awards and you, you're being very modest about them. Talk to me about some of those awards. What have you, what have you been awarded so far? Yes, the first award that I got was in 2006, I don't know, 2006, where I was able to register 11 girls at Oprah Winfrey School of uh, Academy the time when opera started the school here in South Africa. I realized that the opera is going to build a school. Then I trained girls uh, so that uh, they speak in English. They know this, they know that. So that when I uh, secure uh, admission for them there, when they go for interv the, the interviews, they must be able to be at par with what Oprah Winfrey is asking them. And you know, out of that, I nearly lost my job because I changed the policy of the school, the, more especially the language policy. I told teachers and learners and parents that uh, when you get through the gate of the school, speak English and English only. I just did it out of uh, the, the Department of Education's concern. You know what? I nearly chewed my job. But at the end of the day, it paid some good rewards because those girls are uh, everywhere and they are well educated they changed the status background of their families that's the first award that i got from a national and international stage 
The rest is an award from India, where I was invited to India, that they supported my quality leadership as the principal. A lot of them, they are countless. They are countless, David. <laughs> but it was not about an award. It's about, it was about changing the lives of people through education. Getting an award was just a cherry on top. <laughs> but that is what I think is so wonderful because you used some of those funds and, and, and probably if just from the little bit I've been speaking to you, probably all of those funds, but you've improved the facilities at your school. I mean, you've put in a sanitation block, um, you yeah, built a library yeah. there, there's more computers. Yes. I think yes. that is absolutely amazing. Yes. I mean, uh, there is this personal quote of mine that uh, the moment you become comfortable with challenges in your community, you lose your humanity. I mean, we mustn't be comfortable with the challenges that we see. Make sure that you do something. I would. Uh, I, 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 I was. I didn't want to wait for the Department of Education to come and build this and that for me. But I said, through entering for the awards, I remember one of the awards, the Premier's Award. I was given one hundred and fifty thousand. And I took that 150,000 to erect the fence of the school. I didn't took it into my pocket. So there are a lot of things that we can do as teachers just by entering for the awards that are monetary based, where you, you win a prize in a form of money. Take that money and improve the school. Forget about yourself. Service. Eh, 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 I mean, saving other people, I mean, it's one of those things that is in my mind and is, go is going to die with me. Well, I Maybe. think that's absolutely, <laughs> absolutely wonderful. Puti, before we say goodbye to you, um, what advice would you give, if you could give a single piece of advice to a teacher maybe that's listening to this, this podcast and, and maybe they're not as passionate and as driven as you, or they might be feeling a bit lost. What, what piece of advice would you give them? I would say, I wish every teacher can have this mind of saying, from the class that I'm teaching, I'm grooming a president. I must make sure that I teach to my utmost level best, because the president is going to come from my class. Teach as if you are grooming a president. Teach as if you are teaching your own land, your own child coming from your own womb. Don't just teach for the sake of teaching to say, uh, my, my child are well off, their managers, they are everything. Teach as if you are teaching your own children. Teach as if you are grooming a president. And uh, put the needs of the community first. And uh, the needs of the community. Number one is education. That's all. Thank you, David. Well, fantastic stuff. Puti Rakopala, teacher, educator, <laughs> um, motivator. Thank you. Thank you so much for Thank all you that so you have much, done. David. And, and we Bye -bye. wish to, to, to recognize you for it and to applaud you for it. Um, and you are an inspiration. You have been heard. Thank you for all that you have done and that you continue to do. Thank you so much, David. Bye-bye. Have a lovely day. And you too, David. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
There we go. That was uh, my special guest, our first guest uh, on the education show. And uh, what a phenomenal woman that is. Hey? Puti Rachopala. Um, and uh, somewhere along the line, we'll be giving you contact details because we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to hear your thoughts as well. But for now, thank you for listening. That was the education show. Simply learn. Join the conversation on zibuza.net. That's Z-I-B-U-Z-A dot net.